Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fostering Focus from Norfolk County Council. I'm Scott, the Marketing Manager for the Fostering and Adoption Service, and we set up our podcast so that you, the listener, can hear firsthand from our current foster carers, social workers and team members. We'll be discussing various topics that will help you in your decision to become a foster carer. Today, I'm speaking with Jude, one of our supervising social workers, and Catherine and Sean, our foster carers. Today, we're going to be discussing Fostering Networks, Foster Care Fortnight, and the topic, Why We Care. This conversation was recorded on the 29th of April, 2021, and we hope you enjoy this thing. Welcome Jude, Catherine and Sean. Hello. Hello. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Fostering Focus. Catherine and Sean, just just coming to yourself, Sean first, why did you choose to become foster carers? Um, I actually stemmed from Catherine's uh, initial wish to do this. So um, Catherine uh, is a qualified teacher um, and she always used to come home from school saying how certain sort of children that were in care... um, you know, basically just touched her and, and she always wanted to try and, well, she always used to joke and say that she wanted to try and bring them home and, you know, wanted to try and find them a nice home, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so it's always been embedded into her to do it. Um, she's always wanted to do it. Um, probably, I would say, going back 10 years or so. Um, I've always a little, been a bit more, uh, just not, not initially as up for it as, as her, if you like. Um, obviously, we've got our own. Um, young children App- apprehensive yeah that's a fair word that's the yeah. word I'm for. Um, we had our own um, birth children um, they were young at the time I didn't think it was appropriate but there was a moment where our um, son used to play rugby at the local um, rugby club um, one of the members of um, the team their father had recently um, taken a child into care um, and I just yeah. went for two or three hours um, while the boys were playing rugby and really intrigued me and, and I kind of from that point on I was um, I was kind of brought into the whole idea so Catherine was obviously mm-hmm. very excited to, to hear that we then um, approached the, the council and, and started the journey from there really so it's always been Catherine's wish um, but something I kind of joined into a couple of years ago and obviously really pleased that um that we did it and and just coming to yourself Catherine Sean has said that you know this stems back years you know seeing cases at school and wanting to protect those young people at the school and and bring them home into that loving caring environment what drove you and that kind of feeling that that not the want but the need of becoming a foster carer I think it's um, understanding what a big difference the first years of a child's life makes on their future, really. So um, I just thought if you could provide them with that stable and happy home and and give them as much fun and enjoyment as possible, then you're preparing them, setting them up for a lifetime of of good things, hopefully. And when Sean came home after having that conversation at the rugby training and and, and said... I'm intrigued. I want to find out more. What was the, the the feeling, the sense of feeling that you had when you were having that conversation? I was really pleased that he was thinking about it, um, but it did take us still a few months because I wanted to make sure that he was sure about it and it wasn't just based on this one case. So we had to do a lot of research 
um, decide who we were going to foster with, for example, and what kind of uh, placement we could offer. Um, so it was a few months of research before we made the call to the county council. Mm-hmm. And what made you decide to go with the council rather than a, um, you know, the council is non-profit, you know, the looked after children that come into Norfolk County Council, we try and place internally with our carers. What what made you decide on, on us opposed to um, an independent agency? It was exactly that, that it's not for profit. So there's no money involved, no money making involved in any of the decisions. It's purely about what the child needs. And um, how would you say it's changed your life, Catherine? It's busy. We were talking about this before we came on here. Um, life as works goes a million miles an hour every day now. Um, but it's so full of fun and we love every minute of it. We love. I love being busy anyway, um, so I wouldn't have it any other way. And it's just nice to... You feel quite special doing this job. It's not a job that everyone does. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel quite proud that we do it. And, and and just coming back to yourself, Sean, what changes have you seen? What What's changed in yours and Catherine's life? Um, well, Catherine's always been a very empathetic person, um, if that's the right term. She's, she's always um, just been that way. I think yeah. changed me in that way. Um, as well um, you know, I'm much more aware of the world and, and the fact that um, you know what Catherine mentioned earlier about the research that we did about before we did it and the thing that sort of struck me quite early on is that I've had a really privileged upbringing um, and not everyone's as lucky as that and you know you just um, you just appreciate how lucky you are and I think it's, it's, it's kind of heightened that as well we've, we've got an incredibly mm-hmm. um, close loving family not just here but wider family um, and I now appreciate that more than ever um, that's probably the biggest change in me um, and uh, yeah definitely all change for the better um, uh, you know sort of echo Catherine's comments earlier our, our life is a million miles an hour um, but it's fun the whole way um, obviously the challenges yeah. it's not it's not perfect every day but ultimately every day you 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 settled into bed and you just think Do you know what we're doing a good thing we're feeling good about it it's it's been fun and um yeah uh, probably hasn't directly answered your question but you get the gist <laughs> it's kind of that well it's what i was about to say sean it's a sense of achievement isn't it like you say you get into bed um and it's the sense of achievement you've accomplished something today uh, whatever that may be, uh, whatever that hurdle that you've had to overcome, be that with your birth children or be that with your young person that you're looking after as a foster carer. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Even if it's a it's a day where you might not think you've achieved much as, as a day is, actually you've achieved a lot. You know, it's another day where um, the young person that you're looking after um, is safe, happy. So, yeah, you know, an, an average day, if you want to call it that, is still a successful day um yeah and um and yeah that's probably the biggest thing um when you get that when you get the minute or two to just sit and reflect that's when you really feel you know feel the pride hit if you like yeah yeah and and for that young person it's a stability you know it's to them you know this the the structure and the same thing day in day out is stability for them um and and, and that's key 
Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, um, yeah, every day uh, that they are with you and they have a bit of structure, you'd like to think that it's an improvement. Um, you know, every day it's, it's getting better for them. It's getting better for them. Um, and, mm. you know, it's just... It's just, it's just it's just a really nice feeling that you have you know warmth is probably the word i'll describe it that's lo- that's that's lovely to hear and and jude just to sort of bring you into the conversation uh what changes have you seen in in catherine and sean on their fostering journey um, i think that uh it's been quite a, a difficult journey at times for them they've uh it's been challenging the the, the young person um has thrown up some challenges to them but i think sean and catherine have have um, negotiated that and continue to to work work really well with everybody who's involved in fostering the, the social workers and the team around the child all of that and obviously with the young person and I think the changes are hopefully that they're becoming more confident in their abilities as foster carers because obviously when you haven't done it before I guess there's maybe a little bit of uh, anxiety and trepidation about it but yes hopefully I think their confidence has grown over the time that they've been foster parents. That's lovely to hear. And Jude, you, you've, you've obviously seen them, the highs and the lows. Um, what piece of advice would you give to you know potential foster carers that are listening? Uh, um, I think to remember that there's other people who will support you in that journey, and that it's there's you can always ask for support, and there's nothing that should be you should feel that that's not the right thing to do because we're all interested in supporting the foster carers in their in their fostering and I think that's important you know important to remember that you're not on your own in that journey and and Catherine um Jude picked up on you know it hasn't been it hasn't been plain sailing and we um, and I think all of us that that know more about fostering and and the the trials and tribulations of, of of fostering um what would you say the your your biggest achievement is? Uh, I think it's uh, just watching our young person change and be able to mix well with other people, to start to get positive feedback from nursery, for example, yeah. to just hear nice comments made about him and think he's obviously feeling happier and safer and and that's an achievement and um the i mean the pandemic couldn't have helped with lockdowns we've we were all there with um our own looked after children um at various different ages and all having to 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 homeschool um and that must have been difficult for you um and just reflecting on what Jude said did your you know very difficult when we couldn't go and see other people but kind of you know did you have a virtual support network that was kind of really on hand and and really helpful or did you rely on on Jude? I found it very difficult the last bit of the lockdown um it was a massive challenge and I did feel very much on my own during that part but Jude was always there to support and I knew that I had a huge team of people I could ask. It was just the most difficult bit was knowing what to ask for and what would actually help the situation because you know that everyone else is going through a similar thing at the same time and it's just trying to find an answer. 
but Jude always comes up with some suggestions and um, and we talk things through and they sent other social workers in to give us some advice as well in the specific problems we were having. Um, so, I would, yeah, I think it's just asking. That help is there if you ask. Yeah, and and it's difficult for all of us, isn't it? It is, it is to be thrown into that, you know, to get structure. Um, for those of you that are listening and you're thinking about uh, fostering, you know, having that structure to a foster child and that stability is kind of key in the in in the placement stability, um, and and when that is taken away, um, anxieties come out. Would you say, Jude, in 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 the children? It's that anxiety, and it's about how uh, you know the children that that are coming into to care. Um, it's about how they show their feelings and how we show our feelings and how they show their feelings can be one extreme to the other would you say yes i think that's right and i think with the pandemic on top of that though the difficulty was that we it sort of the lockdown restrictions were on and they were off they reduced then could we do this could we do that and and they kept changing we didn't quite know when it was all gonna end and i think that was one of one of the biggest difficulties is that you know alongside all those other things we had this pandemic on top and things changed mm. you know during that time and um sean and Catherine, uh sean i'll come to you i'll come to you first what would you say to someone now so if someone walked up to you in the street asked you what you did you, you said I, I did this but we're also foster carers and they said oh i'm interested in that sure what one piece of advice or what what would you say to them about fostering um that's a good question uh the first thing i would do is or suggest to them is, is do exactly what we did um you know do some research make sure that um it is something that you um definitely do want to do something that you're able to do um and 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 just fully embrace yourself into it you know i, I talk from my own experience so i was um, I was interested, but I wasn't committed. The research got me over that. I then got the confidence and, and, and I felt reassured that I was up mm. for it. So so my first advice would be, you know, do a bit of research and, and just make sure that you definitely want to do it. Um, you, you can still, you know, it, it takes a long time to, you know, to, to train to be it. So, you, you know, you, it is reversible um, up until the point that you, you reach panel, but just, just, just get to that point first. And then once you're actually into the role, I think, me and Catherine were speaking about this recently. Uh, just don't assume anything. Make no assumptions. Um, you will get good advice. Um, there's tons of people that will support you before, after, and during. Just never yeah. make assumptions because things can change all the time. You need to be really flexible um, and and just don't go in with any preconceptions, good or bad. Just just that that's probably the biggest advice yeah. that we would probably collectively give. Um, and Catherine, have you got anything you'd like to add? Yeah, no, I just think don't assume anything. I thought that I had a huge amount of experience working with children and adults with special needs and yeah. I stupidly thought that I, I, I might know what was going on and there's just so much to learn. We're always learning. That's great. That's great. And um, Catherine, th- this last question for yourself. Um, if you could go back in time... And give yourself one piece of advice um, before becoming the foster carer and taking your first placement. What would that be? 
don't do it in a national an international pandemic <laughs> I would say to wait a little while until that had been over but um also to be prepared for a lot of learning and a lot of um issues that I didn't expect to see um and just to do as much research as possible before trying to tackle some of those things. Right. And, and Sean, have you got anything you'd like to add to that? Um, I, I just, um, yeah, just go in and, and just embrace it. I mean, that's exactly what we've done. So it's not actually changing anything at all. Obviously, she's a bit of a, a, a sort of tongue in cheek comment about the pandemic. Um, but in all seriousness, um, you know, it has made things tricky, but we're coming to the end of that. And, and, you know, it's going to be, going to become a lot easier. But no, not, nothing really to, to add. I suppose the moral of the story here is is that um, I think we would have all made different life changes and done things differently if we knew a pandemic was going to hit. Um, no one knows when that is going to happen. But I think the moral of the story here is um, for yourself, uh, Catherine and Sean, is you you did do it during a pandemic. You survived the pandemic. You're still doing it. And we're now coming out the other end. And, you know, you've told us such an inspirational story. Um, and, and Jude, would you like to add anything to to that? Um, no, I think they've said it all. I think uh, one of the things just to emphasise is uh, the flexibility that, um, that foster carers have mentioned, because I think that's really key, having that flexibility about things. And also I'd like to say that um, I think, birth children have also embraced the fostering and that's been you know that's important because it does affect yeah. them the fostering and um you know they have embraced it as well um so i just wanted to say a big thank you to jude catherine and sean for joining me on today's episode thank you thank you Cheers. until next time this has been fostering focus